Welcome to the February 2021 edition of Bookplate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured at the top of the page. I'm Annie, sound engineer host, and in this book, I am the potion given to the plants. <laughs> nice. Ooh. I'm Britt, and in this book, I am the magic carpet the flying carpet you know still a little frayed and beat up Ooh. but you know trying to get some air <laughs> and i'm amanda and i'm in this book the challenge that involves making shoes out of glass and stuff because that's just ridiculous and sometimes <laughs> i feel a bit ridiculous i did like that challenge i like that they all had to walk in that <laughs> that was funny to me <laughs> Our amuse-bouche is the whole bite of what we're going to go get into today. Spin the Dawn is a fairy tale retelling of three magic dresses made from the sun, the moon, and the stars. I've even went to the nerd level of finding, there's like an index of fairy tale types that folklorists use to reference different story types. And this is a D814 magic objects received from the sun, moon, and stars, etc. These dresses spring forth from cracked open walnuts and are usually associated with some sort of test for the hand of a princess. In Elizabeth Lim's version, she has reimagined it around the person who makes the dresses, Maya, a girl who wished to become the royal tailor of the emperor, who is able to overcome the limitations not only of her gender, but of mortal hands as well. Yeah. Next is the other cover take. And Jamal said, <laughs> this was, he was very short and sweet. He said, spin the loom, spin the fabric of a new day, the dawn of a new time or new thread. Okay. Um, I just finished the book this morning and I didn't get a chance to ask Aaron about the cover because he's on a work call. I texted him. I'm like, tell me what you think. <laughs> I guess he hasn't seen it. So. <laughs> I also forgot to show Philip, but he kept picking it up like from the coffee table, like several times. He was just like, I could see him looking at it and he would say, this is such a cool cover. Like the artwork is really beautiful in it. It is. And actually, I, this was one of the ones I'm sad I couldn't have seen in person because I bet there was like some gold foil on the mm -hmm. cover. It That's was striking. like the one, our appetizer today is tarot puffs and folk fairy tale retelling. And this one's gender bent, of course. I love a gender bent fairy tale. I'm kind of getting sick of them. I'm Are kind you? of getting sick of the girls dressing up as boys, like, but having no feelings as boys or no exploration of non-binary, just the the consistent Alana of it all. I feel like I've read like 10 of those in the last year. It's just, I don't know. It, I'm finding it repetitive and boring. What do you life. think for it? <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. Actually, I was going to say, I don't want to, I don't want to see another gender bent story unless we're actually bending gender and it's not say, in the binary. Like, are there no non-binary people? Are there no queer people in this world? Because as soon as like people on the road said, oh, like you and your wife. And she's like, what? Or, or no, said, oh, you're, you're married, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, that's impossible. I'm a boy. <laughs> and it's like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the kitchen maid who is interested in her as a boy says, oh, well, you're that kind of boy. Like, so she that's implies true. that there yeah. are gay people in the world and that, but that's like the only thing we get from it. And I don't, it just, I don't know. 
sometimes it's done well and sometimes it's done not. And often when it involves a romantic relationship, them worrying about being seen as a boy, but the boy's still liking them and like what's going on with that, like it, it weirds me out, I guess. And sewing is such like a particularly feminine skill that we coded as feminine, like basically. And so why does she have to be a boy? I don't know. It's just, it, it rubbed me in the wrong well, way. I wonder if it's Let's like cooking where like, you know, cooking is seen as feminine, but like professional mm. chefs are men, like male dominated, right? So like, yeah, that's Taylors true. Are men, but maybe there's women like doing behind the scenes work and stuff. Yeah, I just feel like it co-ops like mm-hmm. trans experience of like being found out for your gender and death being on the other line without actually any of the investment of the character mm-hmm. actually being trans. That's well said, Amanda. I mean, I think what I thought it was is because it's set in ancient China and we know that gender roles are very specific in that culture and community and Elizabeth Lim is you know own voices writing from that perspective and so I went to the extent of watching an interview with her where she talks about what you can take and what you can leave when you're writing you know historical fantasy and she was saying like because she added knitting into that's like an important part of the story at one point and there's no knitting in ancient china and so she told the story of like kind of fighting with herself like do i include knitting or do i not what can i what can i and she's like well i'm not historical facts right like this is a fantasy story (laughs) take what i want yeah so i can take what i want Mm -hmm. and add what i need to and make it mine but i think that's what the I feel like that's why the gender rules were so strict, but there wasn't a lot of like explanation about why. I didn't believe that they were that strict just based off of the way the story went. There wasn't, it wasn't, it was just like a given without an explanation. And I want to do like a quick plug for another book, which is by San Francisco favorite, Emily Takuda Hall, The Mermaid, the Witch and the Sea, which has a, um, narrative where someone born a girl is pretending to be a boy to pass and be a sailor but also is non-binary and it actually explores it from that perspective it really was interesting and not like repetitive yeah. like the other things i've been writing um cool yes we love uh, recommendation. i <laughs> was thinking to myself i'm like okay so this is sort of like mulan because of you know like going you know dressing as a boy taking her feeble father's place <laughs> to serve the emperor and i'm like but also kind of aladdin because there's a genie and a flying carpet meets like chopped but with sewing okay project I, runway I, it I was entirely project, project runway, runway. Like, like they give them like ridiculous ingredients oh, yeah. and they have to whip up like a gourmet meal with it or whatever <laughs> yes it is so stupid I, I kept reading all the um the the princess's voice and Heidi Klum <laughs> now your challenge is <laughs> to do this <laughs> because that is it hilarious like, it was language taken yes, entirely yeah. from reality tv like even giving commercial breaks it was not modified at all and I just found that ridiculous like I was sad because I love project runway and then like we left the project runway world and we went on a totally different journey you exactly. know yes, a little bit of like, goblet of fire thrown in there the book that the project <laughs> runway it just felt like a gimmick like mm-hmm. to sell the book but wasn't actually important to the story 
her journey going through that competition was not important to the story at all. She could have just started off going in there like, well, you've been appointed the new tailor and like it would have been the same stakes. Yeah, I think there's got to be something with the second book. I mean, I'm going to have to read it, but um, I felt like I have particular kinship to Mulan. Mulan is one of my like uh, awakening stories like about you know, my own trans identity, non-binary identity, and just like loving Mulan as the character. And I just felt like this character, main character was just like not worthy of Mulan's name. <laughs> I just <laughs> really felt very strong about that. I didn't think she was cool at all. I really didn't like her, but. not cool. And the romance was so boring and it became the entire focus of the book. Like, well, let's this... get into that. For the main course, there is a noodle so large you can get full off of one. Now, I would have eaten one of those. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the love story, it's a winter-spring love story, and I really want to know what is the goal or the point. Like, I can't tell what the goal or the point of this book is. I'm still not sure. But I was quite, it's a, so winter-spring stories are, like, traditional and why specifically. I think we even read Daddy Long Legs at one point. Why, like, Maybe a few years ago. Why? Because... Because men love perpetual girls, you know, like, yeah, but, but like, why do girls write them? Why are we writing? Like, what interest does a 600 year old person have in a 16 year old person? Shit. Like, you know, hundreds, angel buffy, just shitty dudes who are like <laughs> dude creatures who are like hundreds of year old years old go for teenage girls. Like, I don't, why. Because they're I so charming and enchanting and freshly themselves. Like it's just... <laughs> the jaded enchanter has. <laughs> I didn't like. It. There are some uh, winter spring romances, like men, and even more transgression. I think is mentor mentee. Mentors should mm. not be having relationships with their mentees. There is ones that I wrote read when I was younger that I still like. I mean, I haven't read in a while. Maybe I wouldn't enjoy it now. But like Marilyn the magician is a classic with Patricia C. Reed. And also another one is the, shoot, Tamora Pierce, not the original Lioness Rampant stories, but the one with the wild magic. Mentor, mentee, um, winter spring romance too. And I loved those as a kid. And I think like there is, when you finally find a mentor who's like giving you attention and like believes in you, and is feeding your like desire to be to like grow as a person like that can become a little like starry-eyed like oh maybe i'm in love with them but like no you just you appreciate what they're doing for you but you don't have to like have sex with them you know <laughs> transference what if like instead of 500 he had been 50. <laughs> ew right and is it because he looks like he's still in his 20s that it's okay so if like a really sexy 50 year old like seduces a 16 year old girl, we're okay with it. Like no. it's freaking weird and I don't like to see it and I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the Enchanter as a character, like even though their romance was unnecessary and I liked them as friends, like, or as like sort of budding friends, like their banter was great. Like, I love that. And if it had like just stayed that and then they could have like you know the journey could have still been like getting to know each other and like their families and their histories and stuff because like i would totally read a spinoff on like how he became a genie or whatever 
because we only know about the drinking the moon or drinking the star yeah. blood or whatever as the, the as the last thing he had to do and i'm like well what else <laughs> um and the whole demon and ghost lore yeah it's not like very witcher but, yeah, yeah the romance <laughs> entirely unnecessary in my mind i want more ya where there yeah. is no romance <laughs> i think it sets up a false concept of like what love is Especially like you're fucking 15 you don't know what love is yeah well, it's not just that it's the devotion because she felt the same way towards her family where she was devoted to the point yeah. of like self-erasure and then she just transfers that to this guy that she's known for you know a few weeks or whatever but it's the same thing where she doesn't matter because everybody else matters and it's not a good and message like, i know that this is ancient ye old times but the idea of like <laughs> dating somebody getting a crush on them and being like so we're together forever like that's dangerous thinking like <laughs> you know for like yeah to think that every person i don't know it's just yeah i'm gonna legit give up my dreams and also start lying to you because i care more about you than i do about the truth of this world mm -hmm. Th those choices never make sense to me <laughs> no. if it's true love you can share the raw awfulness of it you don't have to protect the person. That's like a different yeah. type of relationship. For dessert, we have coconut buns. Okay, so this is the thing, this is my nitpicky thing and I will admit to it, it is just really nitpicky. But I had an issue with the tailor maker language because I sew. And so when there was one time where she was describing the embroidery and she used the word sew instead of stitch and I was just like it's I don't know it like particularly brought me out of the story and I was like she doesn't sew does she and then I like went on this tirade that's why I looked at the, <laughs> that's why I looked at the interview because I was like I don't think she knows what she's talking about and she's a musician so that's her passion and background but she's not a person who sews or embroiders and I was like well now I know <laughs> I just like I, like, can't, I can't say that I noticed, but... but I am petty like that. <laughs> I like the concept. I like yeah. the idea, just like the visual, the description of like sewing like bits of the sun and the moon and the stars into, yeah. 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 Impossible tasks are great. I love those. What more of that? What more? I mean, it seems like once she gathered the materials, there wasn't any challenge, like, that could have been a good place for sewing to come into it. Like I've gathered materials magic now. Scissors. How do I use my expert do skill thing. in order to <laughs> magic scissors? That's right. <laughs> I want to know how big they are because they were like when she was cutting the bush with the magic scissors. I'm like, how big are these fucking scissors? Not TSA. How do they make a bush shield? <laughs> bush shield. That was the one where I was like, this is maybe a little too far for me. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I got bored once it was not no longer the Project Runways part. The three tasks I wasn't that interested yeah. in. And it was mostly the love story at that point and not yeah. about the sun, moon, or stars. It's like in the pandemic, I find that when I pick up a book, I generally don't put it down. Like I tend to be I reading my books in one day. Book <laughs> but uh this one I it's, <laughs> Yeah, well it took me like a while. Like this one I kept putting down. Like I kept I just I, I did not fall in love with, with this particular book. potential. Um there were parts of it that I really liked, but like the three sections could have been three different books, honestly. Like they're so And Annie <laughs> will read the sequel and tell us about it. You always read the sequel. I know, you're, I will. You're I'll very, very loyal. 
I just need to know how it ends. Like, I'm a completionist. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that I'm actually fascinated by. Like, yeah, that's the last again, part. The the drinks, it, but right? um, like, which is magic tea. Um, sure, I'll be an undead like yeah. creature of the night or whatever. Like for your love, sure, carry into the vampire. <laughs> yeah. My life's not worth anything. You've got to live for 500 years, but I should sacrifice my own like yours so you can have like 30 more. Good, good job. Is that what happens in Twilight? I've never read it. <laughs> I have, I read the first one, then I saw the movies, but I was always really drunk, so I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I really liked the demon yeah. ghost mythology. That's the stuff I love. Like the that's like the Chinese mythology part that I wanted to like see more of. Like, oh my god, let's get into these ghosts. What kind of ghosts? Because every culture has like specific types of ghosts, and I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And just like the demon, I thought was really interesting. You know wearing the amulet it's broken but then like somehow now he's sucking her life for us and like oh it's creepy enchanters teacher and like demons are enchanters who've broken their oaths like i want to know more about that lore yeah who set the system up (laughs) who's the the (laughs) ultimate benefactor like yeah but maybe the sequel will be better you'll have to report back i will have either of you read, speaking of sequels, have either of you read no, the third book in the, the one? Though, Did you read it? I was it? on the wait list which, for like weeks. About which, okay. one? which one? Yes. Oh, there's a third one's out? Okay. I have to check my I library too because I know I probably put it in there. Like, yes. <laughs> Did you read it? That's what we all want to know about. <laughs> okay. I haven't read it yet. I'm really hoping the dude yeah. who's the worst gets his comeuppance and like is not deemed. <laughs> so like he should have stayed a dragon or whatever, a monster. <laughs> if he had just stayed a monster form, I would have loved him. He could just be like a giant <laughs> like, been his main adorable. supporter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well that's all I have. Yeah. Do we wanna sure. end it here? Sure. Till next time, book up a teen.